Welcome back to the Lamelight Podcast. I'm here with What Makes Sense, and you're about to listen to their newest single, Rear Window. We just sent a clip out to the internet. More than likely the chorus of the song. This is a fucking banger. Like, I'm very impressed. Congratulations on this release. Welcome. This is sick, dude. This is nothing like the other singles you've released. Is this the same producer? It's all the same producer, yeah. It's uh, Chris Piquet at No Boundary Studio. He's our boy. How'd you meet him? Like, what is going on? Like, the production so, quality is great of video and audio. Like, you're just tackling everything. So, Chris, we met. He used to be a band called Trophy Wise, which went on to become Makeout. And he left them, started doing a studio. But I had met him in another band I was doing. And a mutual friend we had just kept, like, pushing us and pushing us to go work with him. And uh, we linked up with him. He did our whole first EP, Fear and Loathing in the Northeast. He did both singles. And he did Now Rear Window. And he's just fucking killing it. He's been up in his game. We've been up in our game. And, you know, it's, it's, he's just killing it. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, it's like, I, I feel like, uh, I mean, this is, uh, what, Rear Window is probably like one of the, like maybe the third song I recorded with this band. So I was, I'm the newest member in the grand scheme of everything. And um, it's like we're sort of stepping into a new generation of the band. Not that it's, it's, a different band it's just i think we fine-tuned everything uh you know despite the weird year that we just had yeah Uh, seriously a year and a half basically it's fucking crazy this is uh sort of a a new it's part of a new studio session that we did in like january of this year where um we had more time Uh, the last time we were in the studio which we did groundhog day and carrie grant uh, both, I think they were great songs. I think they came out great, but you know, it was definitely a different vibe at the time because that was the weekend that everything shut down. That was like March 11th or something like 2020. Cause I remember I was supposed to see the dropkick Murphys in Boston the next day oh, and that yeah, the, got the, canceled. This, this, this bastard was going to leave us in the studio. Cause I want to record my parts in peace. And I was like, <laughs> it was March 13th. That was it. And, uh, yeah. So like this time, I think we not necessarily had more time, but like we, we had a lot more, we had almost a year to prepare for this and write new material and sort of like sit down and uh, have Eddie, our guitarist, you know, who is new since those last pairs of songs, like, you know, really start to get involved in the process. So this is the first time too, we really started doing like demos like before. So when we did fear and loathing in the Northeast, like Avery and I didn't, really had much demo capability because that was that was me and him and then we enlisted some of our friends and we wrote that ep and then we found eddie and eddie really is the one who brought groundhog day and then uh carrie grant was a riff that avery been floating around that really him and eddie just kind of like fleshed out together and then we brought in aaron and then we started working on more from there and that's where we came up with uh rear window which started from eddie was home watching space force that new uh steve carell show and he wanted 
he, he wanted to write something spacey sounding, so he sent me like a 30 second clip of like the intro, and it was almost immediately I had that. Well, can you tell me? To, like, there's almost immediately it came to me, and I was like, we gotta, we gotta build off this. We gotta do something with this. And it was just one of those songs. The moment you heard it, you knew it was just gonna, just gonna be something. And then it's so big. I threw it sounds yeah. Big. So that I threw some vocals on um, that little 30 second clip, and I sent it back. Everybody's immediately was just kind of like, all right, cool. Like this is this is something. So then Eddie and Avery and Aaron and I, we all really kind of like hashing out like where we wanted to go with it. And then we sent it to Chris and Chris is like, I know exactly what to do with this. And it pays to have a producer who's on the same page and who knows their shit. That's the best way to put it. This is a prime example. And this is why I try to tell underground artists all the time, uh, considering we're both in the underground situation uh, currently, not for long. But um, the fact that like, if you don't have that producer that kind of like, gets you gets your sound and also helps you mold the structure of the music it's really going to be hard to have some kind of solidified tunes that you're going to be really happy with because sometimes it can be like a mess in a sense like because there's the extra member per se um perfect example like conquer divide uh the metalcore band they go to jerry sturgis all the time although he is the goat in that industry in that scene but that's like a perfect producer for them just like this guy is a perfect producer for you dudes um, because not only is it progressing, but you can kind of see uh, and hear like how the sound is evolving. Like you said, because Aaron, you guys are like a new member and it's such, and it's great, but like you can tell that it's really starting to come to fruition. Yeah. And I think this is, well, there's another song we've also recorded, which is, you know, I'm just biased towards and I, it's, probably my favorite that we've written but like you rear drop windows. that name i'll slap you right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's literally one room over dude just fucking right hand down it's called uh all right yeah. coming george i'm gonna need you to hit like the bleep button real quick but yeah like rear window i i think is just the the fullest song we've written uh yeah just as, as like a, as a new unit i think it's it's just got all of the components that we want in the right place and it's just very much like it's such a testament to what we're going to end up sounding like i think you know down the road as we write more bro if this is what you guys are going to start sounding like on a daily basis i'm fucking all in dude and i love the aesthetic too with like this like like 70s like murder situation dude like what's that about like what inspired that because this is a really cool fucking concept for a video. I, I I will jump right in there because <laughs> I, this is one of my favorite things to talk about ever so I am, if you've looked back through any of our, so I do all like the titles, do all the lyrics. I, 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 uh, I delve into that realm and uh, I am fucking obsessed with old Hollywood. As you can see, like Cary Grant, like there's just like endless like movie quotes, TV quotes, like layered throughout everything we do. So uh, when Eddie had sent me, which ironically enough, like he sent me Space Force as he had called it. The uh, first iteration of Rear Window, I happened to have just watched Rear Window with uh, James Stewart and Grace Kelly. And, like, the whole movie is about, if you haven't seen it, it's about basically James Stewart, like, busted up his leg. He's in, like, a New York City apartment. He's, like, watching the entire neighborhood. And he's, uh, he's, like, basically he catches his neighbor, like, committing murder and, like, almost getting away with it. And I used it as almost, like, from the perspective of, like, Grace Kelly 
he's like hey like don't worry about it let go of it and i used it all as like an allegory for like don't let life pass you by so when we were shooting when we came to the video i was like hey it's a movie that was made in the 50s they have like a 50s look and actually it was more aaron's idea than mine he's like hey like let's look real 50s with it nice and i was, I was all for it and then we got hashing out we had like a few back and forth over how we like we're gonna shoot like what the story was gonna be and everything and then we came across the murder we said fuck it let's just keep it with the murder from the movie and just go that way and i was a little taken back at how well i played a sociopathic murderer <laughs> <laughs> bro you had a lot of confidence like when you like looked directly into the camera i was like this dude is fucking saying something dude like he's like he's talking he's talking to your soul right now bro like as soon as you look at the camera i'm like i he might fucking murder me one of these days i don't fucking know dude. <laughs> i watched that video back i was like shit i went from like because like anyone knows me like this kid's a doofy dog and i like, i watched that video i was like damn that was pretty convincing <laughs> <laughs> no it, dude it was very convincing and the fact that like it was just portrayed well because there's a lot of music videos that get talked about it's it's like just the band members alone it's really hard to capture something from a music video it's hard to like pay attention to that although you technically are doing that with what makes sense with this window uh, with this uh, rear window song but you still have two actors in it an actor and an actress but like at the same time like you still built a story around it like it's not just you guys playing music like there's a concept to it and i fucking like that and that's why it keeps you drawn yeah, when Brandon, our videographer, came, like, initially yeah, he was, like... Brandon hey, Lane, I think it's uh, officially, like, Brandon Lane Media is his uh, thing, but he's he's done a bunch of... We're actually probably, I think, one of, like, the pure pop-punk bands that record with him, because he's very much... He does a lot of hardcore. Um, there's a few, like, melodic hardcore bands from our area that, that work with him, but... Um, so, like, he, he loves to, like... I, I think he enjoys working with us as much as we do enjoy working with him, because... Um, we can be a little bit more kind of, you know, not serious about it. But at the same time, it has sort of this this overtone of seriousness just with the way he films and produces it all. But, um, yeah, Brandon Lane. Sorry, I'll, I'll hand it back to you, Adam. Well, I, just I was, I was just going to say, like, out. initially, nice. hey, man, he, de- he needs a shout-out. He's, he's the boy. But uh, initially, descriptions for sure. he'll Absolutely. love everything about that. But uh, initially, like, we had it, it was just going to be, like, us playing so like if you watch the video there's like the shots of me like dancing around playing like the whole thing of like me getting into the chair it was like he's like let's put this chair here and like have you in the chair and just like just look disinterested and just go through the song and i it added like so much more to that that layer of like this dude literally is like a sociopathic killer yeah no you can like i can kind of like read it in your eyes because i'm watching the video right now um and your drummer's got some fucking chops, bro. Holy shit, dude. Some of those fucking yeah. rolls on the snare, that shit hits fucking... It's so, tasty, dude. so get this. So um, we don't actually have a drummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's actually... Um, yeah, John. Um, he plays in a band, which uh, acronym U-G-L-Y, Ugly, out of Rhode Island. They're like a... Like best friends with our producer. Yeah, they they work with the, him, too. And um, they're, they're a band if, like, if, uh, if Panic at the Disco was a little bit harder and was still pop punk band they're so sick um but anyway so space yeah, heater that's a song to check out by the he's way. an insane drummer absolutely madman um so he tore up the drums on those he did all four songs that we had recorded back in like january or whatever um in like a matter of two hours maybe wow. <laughs> sight yeah. unseen yeah yeah just came in Cra- and played him 
crazy dude. But um, so anyways, he wasn't able to make it that day. So my friend Pat, um, who I've, I've played in other bands too, just in my youth, was the one. He's the guy with the long hair playing there. But he actually transcribed the song the night before and like learned it all because he thought we were doing a sort of live recorded video. He didn't know we were actually like putting the music over it. Oh, shit. <laughs> so when he got there, he's like, wait, we're doing multiple takes. What do you mean? And where, why aren't you guys playing? I'm like, dude, we're just like throwing the song over. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he well, was like getting into out. it. Yeah. He... He's also, too, ironically enough, there's this scene where we're out in the woods we look up into the window and we see her, like we catch her in the window and we're like, oh shit, she saw us. Yeah. That's actually him because she had to leave. <laughs> oh, so we, no. we like rolled, yeah. like we had to like flip his hair down a little bit, put the camera real close to the window and like roll his sleeve up real high to look like a dress. We had, it's actually him just standing there. He I texted me the other day that. and he was like, he's like, fuck, that worked too well. I got to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I got to fucking get my biceps fucking up and shit. Yeah. Wait, so you guys don't have a drummer? No. no. Yeah, our buddy Pat, he's uh he's in like a a jam band, if you believe it or not. Yeah, he's in like a Grateful Dead cover band. So yeah, it's oh, funny. Sorry. He's so yeah, versatile though. We have this guy doing our shows with us in August who ironically enough, mine and Avery's first band, he was our first drummer in, then he ended up leaving to go to school and shit. And he's doing those shows with us. So I'm gonna my goal is to make him love us and stay full time. Yeah, and if he doesn't, uh, I'll fill out my resume and send it into you guys. <laughs> DM. Um, I I don't think we need it because uh, we know Poeta, so like I, I think I think you'd be good to join. <laughs> I don't I think the screening that. process would take that long, to be honest, George. <laughs> Background check, fucking, you know, like how is yeah. my red score? Yada yada yada. Like you, you bring the yeah. drums, I'll bring the whiskey. We'll be good to go. Uh, fuck yeah, dude! Let's yeah, go, dude. bruh. Let's go. You teach still... me how to grow facial hair like you're in. So, like, <laughs> that's that, That's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> Bro, I'm so mad. Like, and it's funny because, like, for my job, like, I had to shave my beard off because where I'm working. But the mustache is working, dude. I'm kind of liking it. So, I think it it's kills. You're definitely rocking it, my man. There's not a lot of people who rock a good mustache, and you're rocking it well. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. And, like, I don't know. Like, it makes me look, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, Tough the, as the... fuck. But yeah sure i'm a salty for sure once you fucking make me see red um i don't know like not mysterious but like like just like just like fucking like uh so my one friend's like dude you look edgy as fuck i'm like isn't that like this dude probably like, does his own tattoos <laughs> and they don't look like chicken scratch and and well yeah and well <laughs> um, you got like that like tom hardy when he was doing like that bronson movie you got like that look going on with the mustache i like that i like that, yeah. I, like that. I didn't think it was gonna be full but i'm just keep rocking but it, we're not talking about me we're talking about we're talking about what makes sense here. Like this, this, this is really more good. mustache talk or mu- more mustache talk on the bottom line. What makes mustache? Welcome to mustache talk. Welcome to the flavor saver webisode. Welcome to some uh, NPR. We're going to talk about mustaches today, and uh, this time my voice for three hours. A lot of mouth noises to come. <laughs> well, I only got this for you know the flavor savers for eating ass. That's basically what I fucking use it for. That's the only reason why I have it. Anyways, um, dude, what is the uh, exp- uh, what is the future going forward for what makes sense? Like, are you guys trying to get a team around you of uh, label, uh, marketing team, publicists? Like, what's the what's the what's the goal and plan for 
the present as it sits right now? Uh, my goal is I want to be uh, best friends with the wonder years so they come and play songs like one day uh <laughs> but uh no uh we definitely are like we're trying to like make that push you know like we're all a little bit older you know over that 25 hump and like we really want to do it the right way like we want to try and make like a career at this and like we feel this is our best shot we have at it and we want to really to put our best foot forward you know we're doing it musically we're doing it on the back end on uh we're doing it on the internet and you know, we're building a team, we're working with a solid manager right now. He's helping us out with just kind of learning like more of the business and like building to where we want to be. And uh, we're just, we're trying to make that run. Like, you know, we want to do that label push, all of it. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's to basically, you know, take it as far as it can fucking go. And um, of course, be like weary of, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of traps. And that's one of the things that, um, I have actually never I've been wanting to address it on our podcast before, but um, I don't think I've ever brought it up where it's just like I think there's just such a mass monetization of anything involved with music that like is just I I don't think it's necessary. Like everybody's going to try to make a dime. Like if you're a musician listening right now and, you know, you're pretty young at it, like everybody's going to try to make a dime off of you and um you won't necessarily learn how to support yourself or, you know, learn how to move forward in your career if you don't learn how to support yourself first, because there's a lot of, you know, you can you can kind of get these pay to play, uh, you know, playlists where you're, you're spending all this money on it. But like at the end of the day, just do a DIY at first, get a good team around you. Like once you're at a certain point, the right people will reach out to you. If you're reaching out to like people, um, you know, sort of with these kind of predatory contracts and all that, just watch out for that. Just, yeah. And I'm sure George, you, you could probably attest to this too. It's just like, you know, it, it doesn't just start off. Like if I just pay all these people, like that's sort of the silver bullet, you know, but it's not though, because I've seen it fail. So you're absolutely right, dude. Fucking, yeah. Um, I get hit up all the time. Like, Hey, do you, uh, do you take pay for, to be promoted on TikTok? Well, here's the thing. Like one, I'm not a professional at that whole situation. Two, I'll promote you if I like your music. Three, um, it would be nice, but if I don't think you fit my community, my niche, I'm not going to promote you. And I've seen bands that pay, like you said, uh, as the silver bullet that will fucking help them, you know, gain success. Uh, to outlets that have a massive following and they get shit on because the music's just honestly not good. Yeah. So yeah. Like, it sucks, but, you know, you're going to get a lot of no's in this industry. And, uh, like, we were talking off the record. Like, I was so thankful that you were being so proactive about it, about hitting me up. Because, like, you know, I work a full-time job and fucking I do this. I do TikTok. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm not exhausted to the point where, like, I'm ready to fucking quit because that's never going to fucking happen. But, like, when we started talking on the phone shit, like, you sent me over this video and I immediately it was like there's something here um because i put you guys on the playlist before with uh, and, uh again, i think you did, like, I think you did I, acoustic song i did skipping stone you did yeah. it for first. three yeah it was, did all uh, three of them. it was acoustics it was uh scene covers and then it was also just like the next gen one and um i appreciate that so much oh, because that you, has helped us more than you know i think out of all the playlists we've been on um 
that has helped us probably like the most. I, I don't think there's been that, another playlist with more impact than that. I had so, hit like, you up with uh, Skipping Stones. You like, I think you posted like the pop on networking group about that cover, like a cover playlist you were starting or something like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, something yeah. like that, and like I think that's been the best playlist that the song's been on. Like, like most of that growth I've seen, like coming across like our Spotify artist account, everything is from like your pay- playlist. So. That's good because that I, for some reason, like I, in, in, like intellectually, I knew that my one video was gonna blow up, and I was like, I should really ask artists before I make this playlist, and then build it, and then make the TikTok video, and then the TikTok video did well. Therefore, I think it's at like six thousand likes now, but it's basically just building the community in itself. But you guys are doing something right, and I think underground bands really need to take a look at like the full package of what you're doing: the sound, the look, the image. Um, dude, I could two-step this song very easily. Like, it's not uh, even a question. And I, George, you don't even it. know. I would lose my goddamn mind if anybody was even moshing to our songs. We've, we're, again, like, like I said, a young band. We haven't had a pit at one of our shows. I don't think it's since, like, you know, a college show that you guys played uh, before I joined the band. But, like, dude, it, that's what it's all about. Like, if people feel that they can relate to the song in that way, I think that's sick. Yeah. Totally separate note, but I had a pillow fight at one of my shows once and that's i think still to this day one of my favorite moments ever <laughs> wait who brought the pillows though you know we played you? this fucking pizza place here in poughkeepsie and there was these couches well, that's and, pop punk if it's yeah anything. and these yeah. kids like picked up a bunch of pillows picked up the couch cushions it went fucking off just like beating the shit out of each other in the pit would it be that. frowned upon to bring our own pillows to a show <laughs> just stuck them out out there. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> I don't know. That's do, I mean, make a TikTok about it at your next show. Do it. Film it. And that's going to be a trend. Watch. Everybody's going to start bringing pillows to fucking... I'll, I'll cut but, a little hole in it, too, so all the fucking feathers... Well, you know yeah. what? Some people are allergic to down. Like, I don't know. We can get sued. There's always some crazy I'm gonna shit out there. I'm going to throw it out, out there. there. I'm allergic to down, so I don't think I'll be singing very well if I'm sneezing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just with bring like all cotton, cotton balls. Just cotton yeah. balls, dude. Yeah, yeah. Up, dude. <laughs> well, like, back to your point before, like, my goal is, like, when we play Rear Window, like, that part where the music stops and it's just me, like, I don't want to fucking sing that. I want you no. to punch me in the- I want That's you to sing it. That's what I'm fucking saying, dude. I'm listening, dude, I listen to this in my car, driving Chick-fil-A at least, like, fucking ten times, blasting it. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, like, I already know their vision for this song. Like, you want the crowd to fucking speak to you on that part. Oh, You're yeah. Literally hanging the microphone in the crowd at that part before that drum roll comes in. It's fucking sick, dude. You know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like, I, I want people, like, and this is, like, a note to anyone. Because, like, when I first got in the scene, I was, like, shy. I'm, like, man, I don't want to, like, crowd surf for this and that. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Then I started doing it, and I was just, like, that's what I fucking want. Like, I want you to come to my show. Like, I don't... You can listen to my song all the time if you want to hear me. Like, I want you to come to my show, and I want you to leave knowing that, like, the greatest thing that night was, like, you got to sing that part in the mic. Like, that's what I want. It's so crazy that you mentioned the one of yours because I got a small vibe from this song. Very small. But it's still I, relevant. I'm a massive one of yours fan. Like, yeah. that's, like, my... When I came, I started, like, a pop... Like, when I started, like, a band, like, my three, like go to fallbacks one's random but the other two are right so we're like strung out the wonder years and matchbox 20 yeah oh sick yeah they, they did something <laughs> right the, the wonder years definitely like solidified a very very tight pop punk scene in philadelphia which is i'm happy for them now i'm not gonna lie to you and say i love the wonder years but i think their music's great 
I just never. I, it took me a little bit to get into their music, probably because it was very different. But nonetheless, yeah, they like, still good. Like Soupy's a goddamn fucking killer vocalist, bro. Like, yeah, that's that's what. If it wasn't for Soupy, I probably wouldn't be attracted to the music, to be honest. Well, yeah, and like the thing with me was just like when I was like relatively new into like the pop punk scene, like I was more getting into the Wonder Years when everybody else was getting like check out the story so far, and I'm like, I really like this uh... band, the Wonder Years. Yeah. So like it's like I really I really think it depends on like which foray of pop punk you were in like were you in more of like the Mano story so far like newfound glory esque or like this like sadder side of like the Wonder Years real friends and this and that and, like I definitely fell on like the Wonder Years real friends side. Oh fuck yeah! So I would assume that's like most of your inspiration uh, from bands that you listened to growing up. Yeah, like I, I listen like I love the story so far. Like I listen like all the, I, I just love pop punk in general because. As, like, at me as a lyricist, like, it's awesome because, like, I feel like they're great lyrics. I feel like they're really well thought out. I feel like they're really invested in them, the emotion that goes behind them. And one of my gripes with, like, modern music is, like, you could interchange the artist with the lyrics. Not necessarily the song, but the lyrics. Okay. You know what I mean? For sure. So it's just, like, it's like hearing, like, these songs where, like, they are, like, so, like, they mean something to them. They're not just another song, lyrically was like that's really what drew me into like the punk scene and pop punk in general what about you aaron like what's your go-to fucking uh inspiration musically to, to bring it back to your question from before i don't feel like i answered it, it very well but like no, I what, the, what I the got, sort of got, what the sort of, on you know, top of this shit today you both are it's fine yeah <laughs> what like the what the vision is is like fuck man if i could be a pure noise band i know i know a lot of people have that sort of vision but like I feel like we are are very close to that sort of sound, and um, I don't do a whole lot of writing. I've had a few like demos that we've put together, you know, like over the past few months. But I think like that's the direction that like the the big, you know, like like the majority of pop punk fans are going to eventually, or it'll split towards like sort of that pure noise kind of heavier sound and then there's the other uh, half of pop punk that's you know very like water parks-esque and all that i think where our fans are going to come from is that other direction pure noise direction i love my four years strong obviously like knocked loose is not a pop punk band and you can say what you want about them i know a lot of people think they're generic i've been you know bumping them for at like six years at this point that's why yeah exactly they literally like capitalized on hardcore music entirely like yeah hardcore music is very hard to get into let alone they have their brand and they've stuck with it like we i used to do booking here at Poughkeepsie, and one of the shows that we co-booked we co-booked a show uh it was not losing gnostic front and i yeah, you know, you're talking like forefathers of like like some of the like the older generations, like, yeah. Yeah, like some of the forefathers of like hardcore and then like knock loose. And I, I mean it when I say like knock loose drew twice the amount of people that Agnostic Front did. Oh yeah. Dude, we had a fucking uh knock loose came through New Jersey, there's a place called Game Changers, and one of the security guards fucked up and I think they like I kinda like beat the shit out of some person who was moshing or whatever it was a girl like it was really fucked up like she was just a little she was like a little scrawny thing and like the security guard was massive and like i guess he like kind of threw her or he was very rough with her and like the whole community was like fucking up in arms and game changer canceled the fucking show 
well, knocked loose, and the rest of that tour package went to Champs in New Jersey, which is a dive bar in fucking Trent, New Jersey. It's a fucking hole-in-the-wall bar. Every hardcore show has been fucking through there, dude. You name it. Fit for an autopsy, Attila. I mean, they're not hardcore. They're metalcore. But, like, any fucking hardcore band you can imagine, Jesus Peace, like, they came through and knocked loose fucking had that fucking crowd there wow. bro. like shoulder yeah. to shoulder bro like they they really fucking you know do well in that scene but to go back to what you were saying dude i think i think this sound definitely fits pure noise unfortunately i just i'm not a fan of like i would love to like as you know me personally i would love to be signed to fearless or rise or whatever but at times i do love those... fearless me too they just signed until i, I wait fearless. and i'm super stoked for them uh but just sometimes it's not about the label it's just about um the contract that you get like yeah example like careless Ca- carousel kings uh they got signed to victory and a lot of people were like oh they're gonna fuck them over this and that blah 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 but dude like to be honest like I talked to Jeremy, who manages them, who owns CI, who basically is my boss. But, dude, like, they got a pretty good fucking marketing contract. Like, Victory put a lot of money out for them. And, like... Them and We Were Sharks, I think, right? Yeah, We Were... Well, no, We Were Sharks is on... uh, I was just going to bring them up because they're on Revival Records. I don't know a whole lot about Revival Records. and I. I know they're definitely the biggest artist on there. But they have a compelling reason to be on there, I'm sure. I don't know what the exact financials are. But, like, if you find a label that's, like, you know, you you are, you know, you're a great revenue driver. Like, at the end of the day, it's a business. You're a great revenue driver. We want to support you, and we can financially support you in ways that other labels would not go ahead and do. I mean, that that, there you're making your music career. Like, yes. that's what a music career is. It, and you really nailed it on the head, though. Like, it, it depends on the contract they're going to give you, you know? Because, like, sometimes they'll give you the contract where, like, you go from just another band in the crowd to the band, you know? And it doesn't have to be the biggest named label in the world. It doesn't have to be pure noise. That being said, don't fall for, like, I've gotten sent some, like, contracts, like, we're going to take everything and give you nothing. And I was like, haha, uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> but well, that's why, like, see, nice because, try, like, but... we, when we got the example of, like, the contract, I'm not going to tell you the details, but basically, the guy was like, use me as a stepping stone. Like, Jeremy was like, dude, use me as a stepping stone. I can help you in any way I can. Uh, I just own the rights to your music, basically. And it's like, okay, so we owe you two albums. However, uh, if we want to get bought out, or, uh, he, like he's not gonna tell us what we can and cannot write. It's basically like a DIY label to be like, I'll fund yeah. you when it, in any way, shape, or form I can and help you in certain ways, but you still gotta put a lot of work in. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, he paid for our albums, our physical copies. He paid for our banner when we were on Wolf Tour. Like, dude, it was it was fucking cool. I'm still fucking boys with him. I might be, we might be doing a TikTok panel this year. Fucking crazy. Nice. Like, who the fuck would have thought a TikTok panel would actually be a relevant thing in the music industry? However, fucking uh. It's just crazy that labels can really make or break a band sometimes, depending on like, because if, if they starve you, dude, like I don't know, mm-hmm. like I look at, look at the Wonder Years. They're a great example when they started on No Sleep as opposed to Hopeless, like how it totally changed their career. Yeah, I, you don't want to be a starving musician when you're signed to a label because like you need to have some kind of morale to move forward and keep making great music. So yeah, you know, but I think I think this band and this sound definitely fits Pure Noise. It's just. Hopefully they offer you a contract if if that ever happens. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, it's a I'm, good contract, not, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not uh-huh. saying yeah, I'm not saying he's gonna email us, you know, tomorrow and be like, Hey, I know I understand usually 
I think especially now with, uh, you know, Spotify being so hard to like make money off of that, you know, labels also too that affects their revenue streams as well. So, um, you know, a lot of smaller labels may reach out, you get the resources, you get a little bit of, like you said, a stepping stone and then, you know, people move on like, uh, not to say that like necessarily mutant league is a stepping stone at all. I think they're, they're one of the best independent labels out there right now. Um, but you know, a lot of their artists have started gotten big on mutant league and then, you know, have been able to move on to other ones, but like, you know, you still have that sort of legacy as like, you're, you know, one of the labels that has rocket shipped piece some people to like, you know, great heights. Yeah. Yeah. We equal vision hit me up. That's why I said, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I think equal vision would actually be perfect for this band. Um, especially with this song and like what will come out in the near future. If it's like what you're saying, if it sounds similar and this is what you're going for, I think Equal Vision would be actually a perfect fit. They have they, uh, the they got roster. some of our besties. Well, I just got off the got fucking s- Skype with call uh, cap- uh calling all captains. So like yeah, calling all captains know, like, and yeah, like we're cool. we're we're pretty good friends with the Young Culture boys. Uh, Young Culture's cool as fuck. I had him on the podcast too. Also, yeah. I don't care. I, I mean, I mean, I do care. I hope you guys aren't mad, but like, they didn't get the link, but I showed them your song and they fucking loved it. Young Culture? Oh yeah. No, uh, calling all captains. No. Yo, tell them hit me up. It? dude. Thank you, you man. Yeah. I'll tell him hit you up. up. Yo, yo, hit up Bradham. He'll 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 talk here off for days and yeah. let's do some fucking shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll fucking hook you guys up. Like I just got. Dude, I appreciate dude, that. Dude, Nick's man. cool as fuck, dude. The bass player. Oh my god, I was like, bro, you should start a podcast. You know, what I, was I think we we follow them on on TikTok because uh, they've had some great like bassist TikToks, and that's like what I'll do sometimes because I'm sort of the. You know, like, like I, I handle all that. As a basis. Like, so, so they're like, <laughs> that's like, dude, so, so funny on that. Yeah. Is like our TikTok, and then we're really good friends with the guys from Real Talk, and they're so like their TikTok and our TikTok are both run by bases. So everything that we post is about playing bass. Oh fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> I have unlimited power, but I also recognize bases in a real instrument. You know, so like, we have fun. Oh, here. I wish Zach was here, dude. <laughs> oh my god, dude. He he's an actual bassist too, which I love. I love that he's an actual bassist. Like he's not a guitar player that plays bass. He's a bassist. Yeah. So we okay. had That's a- what I am too. Not not because I was like, oh, this is a choice. It was just like I don't want to play guitar because it's hard. We've had like I have to say, like my tenure in music, I've had really good fucking luck with basses because Aaron is now the second bassist that I've come across in my musical career. That actually was a bassist, not a guitarist forced to play bass. So I was like, yes, I found two in a lifetime. I was so happy. <laughs> Dude, it's rare. It's rare. And like when we didn't have a bass player for Poeta, I was like, he was already being a co-host. I was like, you want to fucking join Poeta? I was like, yeah, okay, fucking, let's go. Fucking do it. Um, so uh, in retrospect, uh, what's the idea for you guys playing live? Because i'm sure you have shows upcoming because the pandemic is starting to finally fucking disintegrate all in all so what do we expect for show wise or tour wise in the near future so we have the ones we uh uh announced already coming up so august 19th 20th and 21st we're playing uh all in new york i think it's here i got it ready yeah, so August 19th, <laughs> nope. we're playing in Caledonia, New York, which is just outside of Rochester. Uh, very cool spot, Raider Lanes. It's a, it's a bowling alley, but I guess also the guy 
who owns it or manages it or whatever is very into like you know music i think also maybe just you know like punk rock or like kind of the scene bands you know all that stuff um so yes 819 is uh raider lanes caledonia caledonia new york um august 20th is central new york that is black oak tavern in oneonta um very much near the college out there and all that and then august 21st is actually a diy venue that our friend runs called sanctuary and if you guys are in the area if you're in the hudson valley and you need the address just literally hit us up on instagram i'm gonna drive home something too about sanctuary it's literally a house show and it's gonna fucking pop Fuck yeah, that's the only fucking good show is a house show because people go fucking nuts. Yeah, we played uh, our first ever show back in December 2020. Just before we got Aaron, actually, we had uh, our good old friend Backtrack as our bass. <laughs> uh, Mr. Backtrack. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we played there and fucking gnarly. So it's a it's a fun. Sh- it's going to be a fun show to come to. I'm, I'm stoked for you guys. That's awesome. I'm just glad this fucking world is starting to open back up and our industry has been very, very, very fucking patient with trying to get everything yeah. back to a, and a like, real out reality in a sense, you know? Aaron and I, too, we're both wheelers and dealers, so, like, I know for sure, like, I got a few coals in the fires, maybe something coming along with the goalkeeper boys, maybe something coming along with uh, our besties there in real talk you know maybe keep your eyes peeled maybe get on the uh socials drop the follows uh see what comes on out i think you'll be impressed absolutely yeah and in general who would you love to tour with and like in retrospect like as a sort of like if you wanted to be on a tour package like what would your lineup be all right i'll go first and i'll let Aaron go but i got i got two for sure i do love the wonder years but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta, I gotta get real for a minute. Would love to go with Four Year Strong, just because <laughs> so this good. shows. I'm a fucking massive Four Year Strong fan, which I'm sure you can hear in our music. And uh, uh, a little bit, a little bit. I, some of the best shows I've ever been to in my entire life. There's high energy, and some of the greatest people I've met. Their shows just would love it. Another one, and again, real close to the heart here is uh, Less Than Jake, because I don't think I've ever had more fun in a show than at a lesson jake show and i'll leave it at that (laughs) and me well uh that that pure noise tour that they just announced is really sick but um like four years strong fucking dude it's a powerhouse can they even is that even legal can they it's do not that? It's legal, dude. That's fucking illegal. And you got real friends on there, I want to see like, the fucking have real friends on there. That's right. Yeah. But, like, I, I think we would fit well. And this might also just be me being biased because I listen to these bands. But I would love to That's be fine. on a lineup with, like, the story so far. Um, Seaway is a band that I have grown to love tenfold this year. Seaway is um, super and, underrated. It's the shirt he's wearing. I yeah, just, man. Like, I mean, oh, no shit, really? It's dude, a Seaway summer, a baby. about them. I was like, bands that are extremely underrated, Seaway. Like, dude, they're so fucking catchy. Big Bob is a goddamn bop. Like, what If the they hell? are listening to this show, they'd make me really happy if just one time they played the basics. <laughs> just one time. I just want to hear just it once. Just one time. Just one time. <laughs> but, dude, fucking just, you know, go to a show and, like, literally, like, when they're on tour, they don't have to play that show or they don't have to play that song. But when you show up, 
they have to play that song. You know what I mean? I'll just be like, yeah, hey, yeah. like I don't even care if you play in your set. Can you just grab an acoustic and sing it to me in the parking lot? Would be good. Oh, that would work too. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, final Saturday band I would love to play a show with, and uh, they've grown on me like a ton this year. Or I, I guess I would say, or two bands, sorry. Um, and they sort of similar sound. I think back in the day, one, one more so, but. Uh, settle your scores like Christian Fisher's become one of my really good friends over this pandemic. We interviewed him for the podcast and um, they I've been listening to them since 2016 since they released the wilderness. And like I know they're more going pop punk now, but like I think that would be such a fun show to go to. I think they've gotten, yeah, they've gotten like the recognition they deserve. I think they deserve more, but I think they got the recognition they deserve this year. Uh, and also action adventure. I think the way our sound's moving is sort of uh, not in the easy core way that they, they used to be, but like a, a more similar to their newer stuff. And um, it's just like heavy pop punk music. I, I've yet to see a band live like that, I think, just with the way life has been. But I would fucking love to not only play that show, I would be immediately in the crowd after the set. I love how Aaron was like, I'm going to go realistic, and I'm going to be like, no, nah, I'm going to go just like, I just fucking like these bands. I mean, we, <laughs> we just need like another like 50,000 listeners, and I think we we all have better chances. <laughs> nah, it's going to happen very, very soon. Um, and if for the people that are not watching us on YouTube right now that are listening, how do they find you on your socials? Uh, so Only fans. Yeah, only fans. <laughs> just so you know, it's all our guitarist Avery because he's just fun to sell. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> great feed on that guy. <laughs> he's got a nice average schlong. He's it's got that. Good. He's got you know. It's it's good. It's it's bigger it's than mine. It's not great, uh, but it's good. You know? <laughs> uh, it's not intimidating. Pays the bills. It's comforting. It's comforting. <laughs> I use that as an uh, ASMR sound when I fall asleep. He's going to listen to this, and I can already tell you, he's going to be redder than a lobster at that part. <laughs> but but uh, answer your questions. All right, I'll do it. So uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, that's probably the place you, you'll find us the easiest. Uh, it's WMSNY. Um, on, on Facebook, same thing, WMSNY. Um, and then also we've got TikTok. We're trying to grow that. We had one video go viral, but you know, like you could maybe help us out on the other stuff. It is, uh, literally all spelled out what makes sense and why. Um, and I'm missing Twitter, which is W M S N Y one. Thank you. Because somebody with one follower stole our name and we can't get it back from I think Aaron even hit him up like, hey, can we have our name? And they just never responded. There was some lady who hasn't been on there since like 2018. Don't be like that, dude. That's yeah. fucked up. That's oh, fucked and up, uh, finally, you can find us on Parlor at, <laughs> at uh, America's Great. Yeah, America's <laughs> Great. <laughs>